Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, the topic that went extinct during our last episode is back, and that topic is the Megalodon. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening, everyone. It's great to be here, and it's great to have you here with us for The Gone Show. Joining me in the studio tonight is Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. And it is great to be here. And also here is John Mad Jack Mitten, who passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834 and now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. And it is great for both me and you that I am here. Oh, you. And last but certainly not least, cosmonaut Stanislaw Kapustin is also with us tonight. On the behalf of Mother Russia and myself, it is good to be here. Well, I'm just going to say it. I am in a great mood. Lord Spade has been destroyed. Everyone is alive. Sorry, John. Everyone who was alive at the start of things is alive. She is. All of it just really makes you appreciate the things you might have taken for granted. Like this, talking late at night with good friends about things like the Megalodon. Uh, yes, trying times will inevitably pass. And it's reminders of all that we have in front of us will make even an imperfect future look just like perfection. If I were able, I would manifest a pair of eyes and cry like a babe this instant. Stinislaw Kapustin is happy to work in a vacuum, but he has never been happier to not live in a vacuum. Get on with the topic, won't you, before we all turn into blubbering idiots. Fair enough. So while we weren't able to get to it during the recording of our last episode, tonight we're going to be talking about the Megalodon, an extinct species of shark with the scientific name... Carcharicles megalodon, and the largest shark ever known to exist. Uh, that must have made it quite large. As a matter of fact, Carcharicles megalodon actually means big tooth, and according to my research, it's estimated to have had a maximum length of around 60 feet. Uh, my word, that is a big fish. And you did say that this fishy Moby Dick was extinct. Yes, according to most recent estimates, it first appeared some 20 million years ago and went extinct about three and a half million years ago. Oh, thank the almighty. Not that the possibility of this leviathan ascending from the abyss and opening its hellish mouth is something that I would find worrisome. I think that prospect would be more than enough to make anybody worried, which is also why I think that the megalodon seems to be one of the most well-known prehistoric creatures. 
The thought of it, I think, provides the average person, like myself, with the same thrill and fascination as does the thought of encountering something like a great white shark, which happens to not be extinct. It can be fun to be scared, like when someone tells you a ghost story. No offense, John. She is. And I think the vastness of the oceans provides the perfect backdrop to imagine something like a megalodon. Uh, yes, which is why there's nothing quite like a good fishing tale. When Stanislaw Kapustin is able to keep his feet on the ground, he likes to keep them over water. I enjoy fishing a great deal. Really, I didn't know that about you. Nothing relaxes Stanislaw Kapustin quite like fishing. Uh, I never managed to find much time for it, but I always found fishing to be very relaxing as well. In my opinion, fishing was never enough like fox hunting. Yeah, I agree with both of you. As long as you go out without any expectations, fishing can be really relaxing. There was only one time Stanislaw Kapustin found it difficult to relax while fishing. What happened? It happened during a night of fishing on Lake Baikal. Stanislaw Kapustin had taken Misha's Joy out farther than was usual. Misha's Joy? That's the name of your boat? Yes, it is just a small fishing boat with a small outboard motor. Uh, well, you don't need anything more than that. Stanislaw Kapustin had just cast out his line when all of a sudden bubbles began to rise to the surface nearby. Then there was the sound of water, and a gloved hand came out of the water and grabbed the side of the boat. And what kind of fish was it? You really haven't fished a lot, have you? Before Stanislaw Kapustin knew it, someone wearing an antique diving suit had climbed into my boat and sat across from me. Uh, that makes for quite an unexpected catch. What did this person look like? Stanislaw Kapustin does not know. The person never took off the diving helmet. Was it difficult for you to believe that someone wouldn't take off a helmet in the company of others? The two of us sat there, looking at each other, before the diver reached into the basket of food that I had brought and after opening the helmet's window ever so slightly, began to eat most of Stanislaw Kapustin's food. And still, nothing had been said by either of you? That is correct. This is the sort of thing that never happens on a fox hunt. After finishing eating, the diver pointed to my fishing pole, which had begun to bend. Then the diver motioned toward the fishing pole, which Stanislaw Kapustin handed over. After eating your food, this individual started fishing with your fishing pole and caught a nicely sized grayling. Stanislaw Kapustin held out a basket for the fish to be put into. 
but the diver simply unhooked the fish and threw back what would have been my dinner the following night. That seems rather rude, that thought occurred to Stanislaw Kapustin, especially once the diver proceeded to pull down the back upper half of the diving suit, exposing buttocks. Oh my, what? And, after exposing the buttocks, the diver proceeded to sit back down inside the boat and have a bowel movement. Uh, that is not what fishing is about. What, what did you do? Stanislaw Kapustin has visited some of the darker and more disturbing places in the heavens on more than one occasion. He has cheated unforgiving infinity of death. However, I am ashamed to say that I found myself unable to move when I saw in the pale moonlight, a diver defecating in my boat. I don't know what to say, so for the moment, pretend I'm not here. In the moment, Stanislaw Kapustin had no sense of time, so I do not know how long the bowel movement lasted. But afterward, the diving suit was reassembled, and the diver sat on the edge of my boat, looked at me, and then fell backward into the water. And you never learned what all of that was about? No. Apparently, the secret of the defecating diver will forever be committed to the deep. Wow. Okay. And maybe that's for the best. All right, we're going to grab some air and take a short break. We'll be right back. You don't have to talk to say hi. You don't have to smile to say hey. You don't have to wink to say how about it. With Narwhal Cologne, you don't have to do anything. Narwhal Cologne, experience the tusk. Birthday candles, campfires, pilot lights. Sometimes you need to start a fire, and sometimes you just can't find a lighter or a match, and that's why I developed Brain Blaze. Hi, my name is Roger Caraba, and I spent 17 years traveling the world and learning the secrets of pyrokinesis. That is, the psychic ability to create and control fire with your mind. And now I'd like to share those secrets with you, so that not only will you never experience the aggravation of not being able to locate a lighter or match again, but we'll also be able to virtually eliminate the expensive lighters and matches from your budget. Just listen to this Brain Blaze customer. All of my life, it felt like I was searching for a lighter to start the grill or light a firework. But now, with Brain Blaze, I always carry a lighter with me on my shoulders. <laughs> And I was able to buy a snowmobile with the amount of money I saved on lighters and matches. I would definitely recommend Brain Blaze. 
place your order by visiting the Brain Blaze website today. And with same-day shipping, we'll send you our complete pyrokinesis training course along with a bonus Blu-ray disc that will walk you through some of the tips and tricks behind creating flames during inclement weather. Brain Blaze. If you can think about it, you can burn it. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show, where tonight I'm joined by Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. Our topic tonight is the Megalodon, and I wanted to be sure to mention one thing I learned before the show that kind of surprised me. I always thought that the Megalodon just looked like an oversized great white shark, but apparently because this species is only known from fragmentary evidence, there's not a consensus on what it looked like. So while some scientists believe it did resemble a great white shark, others believe it may have resembled either a basking shark or sand tiger shark instead. Scientists, they never commit to anything. I believe that is because they should always be open to new information. So based upon my research, the megalodon could be found around most all of the world and preferred warmer water, which might have had something to do with its eventual extinction. I must say, I prefer warmer water as well. In fact, one of the simple pleasures of my life was taking a nice hot bath. I, too, have quite a few happy memories that take place in the bathtub. Shared memories, I might add. Well, from what I read, if the oceans were a bathtub for the Megalodon, something that likely contributed to its extinction was akin to someone starting to fill the tub with cold water. Brr. In addition to cooling ocean temperatures, it's believed that other factors like lowering sea levels, and maybe even competition from the great white shark may have contributed to the megalodon's extinction. That is too bad. The megalodon would make for quite a fishing tail. Yes, with fishermen as the bait. All right, well, unless anyone had any final thoughts on the megalodon, it's about time to wrap things up. You did say that this thing was extinct. Yes. Just checking. To my guests and listeners, thank you. And until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show was a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.